You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah, and today we're going to find out what it's like to date Jen. So Jen is your average single mom looking for love. She's from Alberta, Canada, and she's recently single. So welcome to the show, Jen. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? Good. You've been single for, you said, about a year and a half now? Yes. Yes, I have been. I was married prior to that. Great. And then give us a little background as far as what's, you know, what, what's changed since relationship to single? Mm, changed. Oh my goodness. Well, it doesn't feel like much has changed just because I have three kids. So it's, it's different. I was in a relationship for 15, 16 years. So it's, it's new. It's different. It's a little scary actually, because <laughs> I was really young when I met my ex and now I'm in my late thirties. So it's kind of a, a whole new world. That's for mm. sure. Totally different. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you're, you're hoping you, you might encounter or cross off the bucket list while you're out there dating? That's a good question. My goodness. I did some dating when I was a little younger. I think it's more just trying to actually really find that actual connection with somebody. The connection that I've been actually, I guess, seeking most of my life, really. Tell us a little background about what caused the relationship between your ex-husband and you to, to go different ways. And then now that you realize that you're ending that one, what are you looking for now? So there was a lot that happened. He is kind of old school, doesn't understand emotions at all. And I've done a lot of self-work too. And I realized that I was even broken going into the relationship myself. So there was a lot of miscommunication, no communication, a lot of emotional neglect, manipulation there. And over the years, I thought having kids might help tried counseling and just, we're just two very different people. And I think that's the thing is I've been really doing a lot of self-work and I'm realizing where I played a part in it and because I wasn't whole when I first went into it. And so things just kind of dissipated. We have split amicably, so we are still friends. So it's, I mean, it was touch and go at first, but now we've kind of worked it out so to co-parent properly. But I guess what I'm looking for now is someone who is actually on that same level. And I think that's the thing is my standards are a little different now than they were when I was 20. Um, Looking for someone who's on the same page as me, who is not afraid to communicate their feelings, have that maturity of having an actual conversation as opposed to talking down to me or having a huge argument. Yeah, it's kind of more on the maturity side of things and being able to relate to one another on a different level as opposed to just keeping things bottled up and letting them explode every now and then. Yeah. There's so much in there that I'd love to just talk about because it sounds like there's a lot of lessons learned. And I think you're forced to now unpack all of those lessons and try to figure out what each of them means and how to apply them in the future. But at the same point in time, you're at this level where the self-work, you've been working on that, and now you're ready to get out and start exercising these lessons with a new partner. Is that kind of where it's at? Yeah, I'm still working on the self part. Most of what my profile is, is self-love and self-acceptance, body positivity. Because I mean, body image was a huge thing for me 
through my entire life. <laughs> so that played a very large part. And just building my strength and confidence. I've been a people pleaser all my life and giving those parts of me away mm-hmm. to everyone I've met practically. I'm trying to take those parts back and rebuild and rediscover or actually finally discover who I am as a person on my own. And now that I'm kind of getting there, it's kind of like, okay, well now I'm open to what the world has to offer. I'm not as closed off as I once was. And I'm, I will say I'm actively dating, but I'm not desperately searching, so to speak. So I'm kind of taking it as it comes, go with the flow and see what happens. I'm not, I hate to use the word desperate, but <laughs> that's the only one that comes to mind. Well, the right one will show up. I think that's, that's the moral of the story. We always, we always yeah. hear that and it, it comes when you're least expecting it. But in the meantime, there's a lot of adventures to be had, right? So oh, yeah. share a story of maybe a mistake that you made on a, on a recent date or just a, a date that didn't quite go as well as you thought it might. I'm the type that can really put someone at ease. I like to talk. I'm sure you can tell from my responses. So normally it's a good two, three hour walk or coffee or drinks. I can usually keep the conversation flowing. I think where it gets really interesting is, is when you meet people online and they only post maybe one or two pics. They're not necessarily recent pics (laughs) sometimes. So when you go and meet them, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Or the way you're chatting with them via text or whatever, when you actually start talking to them, they're not really the same as what they came across in text, which usually happens because you can't really get any kind of tone or intention from a text as you can with body language and intonation in the voice. So uh, other than that, I mean, the things that I've been flabbergasted by is things go really, really well. We shut down the place. We've been talking for six hours. Gives me a hug. Yeah. Hey, we got to do this again. This is great. And then you never hear from them again. Mm. And it's like, okay, maybe that wasn't as great as I thought it was or that he said it was. So you do get confused a lot, but again, take it in stride. Okay. So it just wasn't meant to be. So let's, you know, keep going. So you have ghosts in Canada too. Oh, lots. I mean, some ghost you before you even meet. So yeah. yeah. And how are you? So how are you typically finding your partners now? Are you using dating apps? Are you, well, obviously you're not really doing much in person now because of COVID, but pretty much mainly dating apps. I didn't realize how many dating apps there are out there. I was actually kind of shocked by that because when I dated 20 years ago, Match and I think Plenty of Fish was just in its infancy. We're like the only ones out there. Now there's like, what, 20 plus apps. And now also I tried a couple of speed dating things. One was called Secret RSVP where they actually pair you in groups and you get to play games, three different games on a cycle of 10 minutes each. And you kind of get to interact with people. And another one was more of a speed dating, but there was an icebreaker at the beginning to kind of get to know everyone before you got into your little seven minute sessions. So Mm. definitely... Definitely interesting, but uh, mainly right now apps because of COVID. If you're looking for, you're primarily looking for another partner, right? But in the interim, you know, there's still like, you know, still have needs as a woman and the physical connection sometimes is important. Do you, do you have people that you maybe quote unquote settle for right now that, that don't fit the bill in terms of maturity level, but hey, they got a body and, and they're around. <laughs> yeah, I actually have had one since January, significantly younger than I am. I've known him for 
years, actually. We used to work together about five years ago, just kind of reconnected last year and just decided to take things a little on the physical side, but it's more of a friend with benefits as needed kind of scenario. <laughs> Definitely on two different wavelengths, that's for sure. He's in his 20s, like 30s. So definitely no relationship potential there, but every now and then. Yeah. And then, of course, there's always the whole self-care. So no shortage there. Yeah, it's very important to, to especially, you know, when you're locked in your house all the time, you need to keep the endorphins <laughs> flowing and the dopamine yes. charged. I, I want to I take a step back and talk a little bit about compatibility in general and how you navigate communication between your partners. So take us to a story when maybe you and your, part, your, your old ex-husband mm-hmm. had a moment where you learned a, little, a thing or two about communication and you tried to make it work. Ah, well, that's an interesting one. I've learned a lot about communication. Over the years, I didn't say what I was feeling in the moment. I would just hold it in just because I was afraid of what might be said back to me. I was always afraid of the ramifications if I actually told the truth of how I was feeling or what was happening. So I I always held it in. And I find my ex did a lot of the same. So we had a very similar communication style that way. So nothing ever really got resolved when we would argue he would walk away and not revisit the argument to resolve it, so to speak. So it was always left up in the air as to what the outcome is. So everything kind of compacted on top of that over the years. And I think, like I said, over this last year and a half, I've been really realizing I do that even with my friends too. I don't actually speak my mind in the moment. And I've since learned that, you know what, I've actually gotten rid of some toxic relationships because of that, because I realize now that I wasn't being my authentic self and I'm starting to be now and it's freeing actually. So going forward, I'm hoping that I can continue that, keep working on that and that it will actually have a better outcome when it comes to communication because nothing seemed to work with my ex really mm. in that regard. Yeah. So we, we also talked a little bit about the things that you're doing on a intentional basis to work on your self-care, you know, work on your communication, work on making sure that you remove the toxic relationships. We even spoke about body positivity a little bit. What Mm -hmm. are some of the tactical things that you can recommend for people to do in order to just, the things that you found have worked particularly well in your case to just kind of rebound and and rebuild yourself? Basically, I like to read and self-help does actually help. (laughs) Not for everyone. Everyone's a little different when it comes to things like that, but I didn't know how to love myself. I had no idea. I've never up until recently actually accepted who I was, what I looked like, me as a person. And I think that's partly because I never really knew who I was and I just lost myself even further over the years. And I mean, COVID was kind of bad, but kind of good for me because it kind of forced me to sit down and be like, okay, no, I need to take care of this. I need to figure this out because I need to be a better person for, well, myself, my friends, as well as my kids too, because then I can help navigate them and hopefully they don't have to go through what I did through the years. But I read a book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravikant. That's a very good one. And I did a lot of the practices in that where literally just looking at myself saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. And it's kind of weird staring at yourself in the mirror and analyzing and really looking at yourself, but it works. And you just do that every day. You just look at yourself and you look and you find things about yourself that you do like, or you do love and you focus on it and you keep building on that. And 
it's definitely an everyday process and it's going to always be an everyday process. I mean, there are days where I'll look at myself and I'll start the negative thinking and you have to stop yourself in your tracks and be like, nope, that's negative. Let's turn this to the positive. Another thing I've been trying to do is a mindfulness meditation. I'll take 15 minutes out of my day just to I have an app called Calm. It's fantastic. It's got a little 10 minute meditation every day. I listen to that. I make sure I make time for myself because as a mom, it's very rare. <laughs> so put the kids to bed. I'll have that hour long bath to myself. Again, just listening to my music, whatever I need to do to kind of center myself again. Deep breathing. That's another thing. Get angry, get frustrated, start that negative talk. You just deep breaths. This will pass kind of thing. So I kind of incorporate a lot of different things. And a friend of mine is a great spiritual coach and she's been kind of helping me also reparent that inner child and go through all my past traumas from childhood and trying to cut cords with those things to kind of build myself up again. So there's a lot of little things coming in there. <laughs> That's really beautiful. So I, I love the humility and the, the vulnerability and, and looking inside and, and, and also having the permission to tell yourself how amazing you are. I think it's, it takes courage sometimes to, it does. to do that. Yeah. Take so, it from someone who never used to. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, so th- those are some things that you enjoy about taking care of yourself. What about when it comes to your lover? What are some things that turn you on during sex or traits that a lover could do that would make them better in bed? Well, I like more dominant men, people who kind of take control and take the decisions out of my hands. (laughs) I guess you could say I've dabbled in the whole BDSM world. Um, Definitely not a masochist by any means. Don't like pain, but I like the sensual dominance. Foreplay is always a good, good lead up to things. Definitely good kisser. <laughs> Kissing's important. <laughs> but yeah, I like that whole dominant side of things. If someone can take charge and take control. I'm pretty much putty in your hands. So. <laughs> wow, I love that. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, so we're working up towards wrapping up. So final question. I see you, you are on the path to being a life coach. Yes. What is the advice that you would give yourself if you were the client coming into you? You know, as the life coach now, your younger self is showing up to older Jen. What advice <laughs> would you give your younger self? The advice I would give is to slow down and be present in the moment. Really look at life from moment to moment as opposed to forward thinking. I was always a planner. Like I had to have everything planned out. I was very logical. Also the Virgo in me. <laughs> But that leads to overthinking and then you tend to worry more. And I, and I always used to talk through everything. My, that was my coping mechanism. And now that I've kind of taken a step back, I've noticed a lot more around me, like with my kids and even just in nature and everything else. And I, I feel more calm and quiet. So yeah, one of the pieces of advice I would give my younger self is take a breath, mm. slow down. Not everything has to be done now. Things will happen as they should. And just go through life and notice those things. Be present. The past has happened. You can't change it. There's no point in dwelling on it and what you could have done, could have said, changed, whatever. You can't. And there's nothing you can really do for the future. I mean, you can kind of make goals and work towards them. But again, it's not, it hasn't happened yet. So there's no point in worrying as to what the outcome is going to be. Just focus on the here, the now, and then just keep moving. Well said. Well, you are on a beautiful path. And, and thank you for sharing the, the journey with us, Jen. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Okay. All right. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to swing by Apple. Leave us a positive review. Let us know how we're doing. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single, or just send me a DM on Instagram at follow Noah. That's it for this one. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.